Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Father, we give you praise. We thank you for what you have done. We thank you for what you will do. Father, we say let children be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that you would speak to us. Father, Lord, we pray that you will guide us. You would, you would, you would direct us yourself. Amen. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We thank God for what God is doing. We thank Him for what He will continue to do. May His name forever be glorified. As we look at the conversation and we talk around the essence of Christmas, the essence of Christmas, because in the day and age we are in, there are so many things that are forming conversations but have no, there is no basis for it. You know, you you get so much, people are getting so much involved in so many things and you just... Uh, First Timothy says to us, First Timothy, can I have a please? First Timothy, sorry, if you don't say anything on my phone, don't worry, it's just because technology is just messing up, but it's not a problem. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why you don't come for some of us or else. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, you know, he, he said he said in 1st chapter 1, verse 3 to 4, he said, when I left for Macedonia, I heard you to stay in Ephesus and stop those teaching contrary to the truth. He said, do not let them waste their time in endless discussion of myths and spiritual pedigrees. He said, do these things only lead to meaningless speculation, which do not help, which do not help people live the life of faith in God. So there are so many conversations going on these days that you know if it's not about um, what is the latest sign of or vaccine, it is um, it is all sorts of conversations that has nothing to do with Christ. It entertains people. It makes you feel. Um, it makes you feel knowledgeable. But the, Paul said, when you get to those people, shut them up. Because those kind of conversations has nothing to do with scriptures. You know, um, I'm not here to preach. I've said my my take on the vaccine. People asked me about it. And things like that. If you have personal discussion, though, personal preferences, health, whatever it is, that's okay. You know, it's 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 totally understandable. But when people begin to point it as a reason for Christ, the Antichrist is coming, all these kinds of things, you can tell and say it is it is because you see, when the body of Christ is not educated when it comes to scriptures, they will begin to engage in meaningless conversations. You get what I'm trying to say? When what I know about the Antichrist, as far as the scripture says, that you will be asked to deny Christ since the beginning of when the body of Christ has been under pressure, even when the apostles were under pressure, they were asked clearly, denying your allegiance to Jesus. 
he came at the time and said, I'm not going into those kind of conversations, but I just share because I was like, even come to, to um, you, you know, I tell people that my understanding, this is, this is my understanding of scripture. If I have to, see, you, you are not, you are not born a Christian. I know that's contrary to what people think. You are not born a follower of Christ. You have to first of all acknowledge you're a sinner and give your life to Christ. So what I'm trying to say is that it is a deliberate effort to follow Jesus. You don't follow Jesus by coincidence. You get what I'm saying? So that also means that for me to denounce Christ, it has to be a conscious effort. If people don't understand how they receive Christ, if they would think that somebody will knock them up with something and they will wake up in hell. If it took me a conscious decision to, to take Christ as my Lord and Savior, then it has to take a conscious decision. If, if we're not to be that, people will not be beheaded. People are beheaded in, in the Middle East, in some part of Nigeria, and the question is denying Jesus. But, you know, the apostles, when they were beating them, they said, you can do everything, but we, what we don't want you to do is to teach or talk about this thing. So, you know, all these, uh, you know, once they, you know, when the Antichrist comes, when he appears, you would know. You know be no, it's, not, it's not going to be hidden. Yes, the works of the Antichrist is, is, is already at work. It will come. There is nothing you can do about it. It, it is not stopping you. So, you know, we shouting and you know, it's not that the Antichrist will come. It is scripture. It will come. So, you know, it, there are some things that we should be we should be investing our time on, but the church is not. Or, you know, we, we have so much you know, we do series on what is not, it doesn't exist. You get what I'm trying to say. And so, it is not new now. So Paul said that some people said they will waste their time in endless discussion about it. Oh, this is what we want to be. You, you know, it, it may sound spiritual. Let's go to um, uh, chapter 4, please. The Bible says, it says, but, say, but put, these things before, put these things before the brothers, and you would be a good servant of Christ, being trained in the word of faith and of good doctrine that you are following have nothing to do with irrelevant and silly myths rather train yourself into godliness so what we, what we are trying to say is that he said it says it says do not have yourself entangled in, in so many things why am why did i start off that because when you when we begin to understand the essence of christmas one of the things that people would throw at you is certain things that you know, oh, this person was born on the December 25th. So, you know, Christmas is a pagan, I don't forget that. Christmas is a pagan, a pagan doctrine. Um, Christmas is a pagan, a, a pagan doctrine and all those kind of things that have no relevance, have no relevance to, to the gospel. But you know, just for me to just touch on that now, please. It's just on me to to just you know, um, these are celebrations that people will classify with you. Talk to you about that the this Greek um, 
sorry, uh, Roman idols and things like that. Um, you have Mitra, you have, and, and you have the son of Invictus. So basically, all this is this is what the conversation is around, really. But one of the things that I, I would say to you is that there is no scholar, um, there is no support for some of these things. Even what the the mistral, sorry, let me the, the, the the second one, sorry. Yeah, please. Uh, the Sultan what has when you see it was actually when you see those who have uh, knowledge about this, they said it was born in December 17 up to up to 23. So it didn't even get to 25. But all those things are totally irrelevant. And you see people who are having conversations. Uh, you know, have you never met somebody that was born in December 25 before? Does that make them Jesus? <laughs> so all, this, all these kind of endless conversations that people go, oh, you know, this one has 12 disciples, but when you actually go to to study those things and you go later, you discover that actually some of them do not have 12 disciples. All these things are just hard dead on top. Some of them are not even human beings. But the age of Twitter where somebody will copy that and copy this and copy that, everybody just goes, ah, yes, I know what they're talking about. They have no clue. So you would have all those kind of conversations. And you have one of these atheists um, in Florida that put up this um, banner on Christmas Day. So Mistra is the reason for the season. So, you know, um, and you know, all these things are out there. I'm just, I'm not really teaching on those things. I just wanted you to know that when you get out there to share the gospel with people on Christmas Day, people will throw up all kinds of things. And at times, one of the problems that Christians do, I've not had these things before. So when people begin to say, ah, this person was born on this day. He had 12 disciples. He raised the dead. And you go, oh, ah, really? Then, you, you know, you, you get diverted into things that are irrelevant. So they are not new now. That's what I'm trying to say. They are not new. You know, some people would say that, oh, why are Christians gathering on Sunday? It is the Roman God that is God, God of sun. So they are worshipping sun. Sunday is, just as you have Monday, is moon day. Basically, the day of, of the moon. Do you get what I'm saying? So you have Sunday, you have Monday, and all those kind of things. When you go on this kind of, but what they do not understand is that when the Bible, why do Christians worship on Sunday? There is a reason why they worship on Sunday. They've been worshipping on the first day of the week, even before the Roman people came up with Sunday and things like that. Why did they choose Sunday? Because that's why they, they chose Sunday because it is the day of resurrection. That is why you worship on Sunday. And the reason is so that the body of Christ do not forget that Christ died for us and he resurrected for us. So the, so the, the early church decided to be meeting on that first day. So if and if if the first day of the week was going to be Friday, we would it's not, it doesn't really matter. But you have people who now sit down and start to have conversations around, oh, they are worshiping the sun. Oh, see, you can worship whatever day you want to worship. It's still not a problem. But the reason why these things are done, it's because you know there are there are reasons as we even begin to look at it. Let's move this. Uh, you know. 
And there is this one around Christmas trees, you know, people say, ah, you know, have you had it before? Yeah. When you go out, you begin to hear all sorts of things. Ah, it's pagan worship. All those kind of stuff, you know, it is, it is, uh, there is one kind of God that they call that, you know, and except when God was creating a tree on the, on, on the, uh, in Genesis, he said, oh yeah, gods of, can you come and create this one? <laughs> One of those things, they don't make sense. They don't make sense. There is, you see, it was, it was, you, you would see that it is normally a German practice in the 18th century. And the reason why it happened that way was there's a man called Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King, you know, you had uh, Martin Luther, so please, um, uh, Martin Luther, and, and Martin Luther was, he was, so you might not see this picture clearly, one of the things was that he was going home one day, it was around Christmas period, he was going home one day, and he saw the stars, and he saw the trees, and he saw how beautiful it was, and he remembered, ah, see how these stars is coming from heaven to earth. This is how God sent us his, his own son. Then he decided to cut the tree, and take it to, take it, take it to his children, and put light around it that represented those stars that he saw using it as an explanation to them that, you know, this is how Christ came to us. Then you began to see it, then it became more popular within the German community than what later happened. For those who want this, who want, who, the British, you see that when you look at the monarchy here, they have German roots. They are not really British. They have German roots. And so that was brought to England, and as a result, when the, when the Queen of England or the family, royal family began to celebrate Christmas, it became a tradition, but it was imported from Germany. And as a result, that England was at the forefront, it began to propagate across. Does that make sense? So, you know, it's, it's just important. This is two slides of you know, two Romans, please. Um, Romans chapter 14. The Bible says, I'll just end that conversation. It said, one person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day special does, does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord. He said, he said for, for they give thanks to the Lord. He said, Whoever abstains, does so to the Lord. Basically, what he said is that whatever day you want to choose, if you say that your own Christmas is first of January, it's not a problem. You hear what I'm trying to say? So, all this conversation was Jesus born on the 26th of England, who cares? You hear what I'm trying to say? Who cares? The, that is not the bottom line. That is not the bottom line. They chose a day to say, okay, and there are other debates around it when you look at the very early, early, early scripts from the, uh, from the early church. It's covered that there were other dates that were in contention that they decided it wasn't that it was only Christmas that they chose and things like that. But aside from how the date was, 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 was arrived at, that was not really what. But that's not really what matters. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Is that you know that I, I am trying not to just go into certain conversations and ignore all the conversations you may hear outside. 
you know, the, the truth is that yes, there are conversations outside, but the question is what does it really matter? What what is the point of it? I can remember, you know, when when I was when I did it was it GCSC, I did I did that then I don't know which GCSE, no, no, GCSE, no, 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 WIEC and there is one. So, so you know, I did, I did it then, and they seized the result in my area, in that center, and and they seized some certain results anyway. So I can remember that we went to, to went to check, same she bring our documents. When they were saying that there was there was a couple of people who that we bear the same name and and were got the same result. And so very got, got very high results. You know, if you all failed, there's no problem, you just release it. But <laughs> you know, but because there were a couple of us that, that passed and things like that, I can remember that behind my dad went. So we submitted our um, uh, stuff and they said, what day were you born? I said on the first of March. And they said, Are you sure? I said, ah, yes, and things like that. So they now asked my dad. My dad said, what did he do? I said, and the first of March, I said, are you both sure? And my dad said, so that's why I brought him. And I said, what, what, he's born. So that's the only thing that matters here. It doesn't matter when they give back to him, what date, the fact that he's born. That's all that matters. <laughs> you cannot tell the So that's what I'm trying to say. It's irrelevant. But what actually happened was that, I don't know how we still can't explain it today, is that there was, there, I had two different patterns of it. One was 31st, one was 30th of March. So, so we didn't know that we have been giving them a different pattern. So when they were saying, are you sure? We were like, ah, you know. But that was like, it's old enough to, to tell you, he did the pass. He said, he said, no, ask him. He's old enough. He wrote the exam. So he's always trying to know where they give back to him. At least, like, yeah, you know. So, so then we have to kind of come to a conclusion to say, okay, what day will we bought it? And things like that, you know. So, you know, although my mom was very excited of the day, you know, to know, okay, I think this was the day and things like that. So, you know, so then, you know, my sisters would call me in the middle of the first My dad would call me at the time. I said, I don't know which one to call you. You know, he, every day is a bad day. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's what I'm saying. Like, see, it doesn't really matter. Like my dad said, he is born. So, you know, whether he was born first of January or the first of it doesn't, nobody cares. You are born. So, 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 you know, so, so let's, let's just take, I'm just saying to you that if people are debating the day that Jesus was born, it was already Jesus, I too, there was a debate on when I was born, <laughs> you know, but the fact is that I was I'm born. born. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe somebody must have printed two birth certificates or something must have happened and people did not notice. I didn't notice all through until the day when we went to go and claim results. That was when we discovered that I was going there. And things like that. So, so, and, and I don't travel anyway, so I don't have passport. So that was all the question of what's going to say that passport or this kind of stuff. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So, so you know, what actually matters about the birth of Christ? Let's go on, please. And it's just important that we also we also know that Jesus was not the only person bearing Jesus in the Bible. Mm -hmm. 
There were people who were... Jesus was a common name. It wasn't a special name. Now, when you, when you read, like we, we read there, the Bible says, it said at that time, at that time when they had a well-known prisoner who was Jesus Barabbas. So that was why when the man was asking, which Jesus, the Jesus whom you call the Savior or whom you, whom you call the Messiah, basically what he's saying is that there were other Jesus in that place and the only way to identify the one they were talking about was, was the word. So what I'm trying to say to you also that it is not even the name that brings the specialty. It is who that person is about. I understand that you know if you if you give back to a child and then the child Jesus people say, ah, what's going on? But if you go to Israel, there are so many Jesus <laughs> because it is a name. You know, and I started things, the Bible do not, doesn't hide it. It's not complicated. You know, um, you have, you, let's go on to, let's go look. The Bible says, now the, the, the son of Jesus, the son of Elysia, the son of Jeremiah, and basically he was talking about a particular set of people. Do I have anybody who has a KJV version or NIV version? I just want to show you something to you. That's what I'm saying. NIV version. Or any other version. Sorry. Or King James or Luke three twenty nine. This is the uh, New King James. Yes, sir. Which was the son mm -hmm. of Jose J O S E mm -hmm. Joseph. Joseph, yeah. yeah. Which was the son of Eliezer? Okay, so you have Joseph there. Yeah. You have another version will tell you Joshua. Yeah. The son of Joshua, the son of Eliezer, the son of. So basically what I'm trying to say to you is that the same interpretation of Joshua is the same name as Jesus. Yes. Yes. If you call yourself somebody Joshua, the same thing is the same name that Jesus is called. It's just, a tap, it's just the way that it, it is interpreted or it is, it is, it is expressed in English. Yeshua is the same thing as, is same thing as Joshua, is the same thing as Yeshua. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I just wanted to point that out to you. You know, it's, it's exactly so. You say, ah, we don't call our name, our children Jesus, but you come with Joshua. He's <laughs> the same. He's the same. He's the same. So you, you, you get what I'm trying to say. So, so all, all I'm trying to say, I'm just trying to take away all the fluff, away from the conversations that people get you involved in that has no relevance to who Jesus is. I will never forget. I had a dream one day, and I was praying in that. I saw. I, I, it was a sieve. I saw. Well, not, well, not a sieve, I saw a demon in that in, in that dream, and I was saying, "In the name of Jesus Christ, I cast you down." And the dream was stood and said, "Which Jesus are you talking about?" Because there are lots of Jesus. So that is why you would see when the Bible would call Jesus, the Bible would say, "Jesus Christ." Because there's a reason why the Bible, when the Bible talks about Jesus, it has Christ to it, or it talks to him about the Messiah, because it is important that you identify the particular child. 
is important when you identify a particular challenge. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. And when we go on to the story of the birth of Christ, the Bible says now there was in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over the flock, and behold, an angel stood before them and said, Glory, and before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great, of great joy, which will be to all people. For there, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now, when you, why, why is the angel giving a description? Because you cannot honor somebody accurately except you know them. The way you would, see, once, what I'm trying to say is that, so that we don't, once we lose the value of who Jesus is, then Christmas becomes any other thing aside from what exactly it is about. So once the picture of who Jesus is becomes vague, then anybody can call anything Christmas. So the, when, when somebody is saying, I am celebrating Christmas, the first thing that is quite important is to ask them or that they know what do they mean by who is the Christ by which they are talking about. Does that make sense? Yeah. Amen. Let's conclude. So it says that it says, and this will be a sign to you. It said you find a baby wrapped in shouting in, in, in lying by the manger. You know, I have thought about this some time ago. About the manger is not just on the streets. Because sometimes people think that. Jesus was born on the street or somewhere in the bush in the middle. No, that was not what that, that is not what when you understand how the 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 uh, what's it called now? The Bible says that they went into the place they could not find a space. So they went into the manger to give birth to the child. So in those days they put their animals, they live with their animals. So that house is built in such a way that because of when it comes to winter, the animals go underground. So there is so when you normally see where they put Jesus, in those pictures that you see in a, in in like um, something like a base, is where the animals hit. So it, it, is, it was something that was you know when they are hitting, there is a place where they put their mouth to hit and things like that. So what I'm trying to say at times, you know, people are very weird pictures about the manger. Ah, it was just in the streets. No, it wasn't in the streets. It was in the house, but the manger is normally downstairs where they, is where they bring the animals to come in to eat. So they didn't just throw Jesus out and leave us and go and stay in the bush. But that's not what happened. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, 
Let's look at that magic page. So it is important that. So Matthew says that Matthew Matthew tells us he says when when you had the people that went to worship Christ. Where did he get to? Okay, all right, yeah, it's okay, but I don't know where this picture came from, but it's a description of how a manger actually looks like in those days. So when Jesus will have been born, he will have been born somewhere here, within the manger. But so it's not. So when they say a manger, a manger is not. I know the picture we normally see is as if the animals are just walking around, lion and everybody's walking around and just between like Jesus in our arms. Hallelujah, God help us in Jesus' name. So we are coming closer. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 2, the Bible says that it says after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during, during the time of King Herod, the Magi, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. And they asked, where is the one who, who has been born, who has been born king of Jews? We saw his star and when it arose, and we have come to worship him. We have come to worship him. Now, Christmas is about <coughs> worshiping who Jesus is. But if you do not understand who he is or identify him as, you know, who understand worshiping for who he is, you will not be able to give him honor the way he ought to be. I know I've shared this before, but I'm just going to talk about it as we move even closer to another aspect. Is that is that when you now play, pay close attention to the gift that was offered to Jesus you would understand who he is. So they gave him gold. And gold is what you use to worship kings. So you know, they, they said it and they said a king was born. So when you look at gold, gold are things that you offer to kings. And can I just say here, at times we, we, when we say king, some of us think king as a very good politician. Yeah. When you say somebody is king, the Yobracha session we got earlier was talking about KBS, that means you cannot question. So it's not, it's not there to make you feel good. It does whatever it feels is right. A good politician will keep doing things just for you to be okay. But a king, at times the point that when we, when we say, Jesus, you are king, the problem is that we do not look at it from the viewpoint of a king. We, in our mind, we are thinking about him as a good leader. But a king is different. So, so when they came to worship him, they brought the gold before him because he is king. So when you are coming to recognize who Jesus is, and you first of all do not recognize him as king, then you have not provided worship for him accurately. If Jesus is a good party, then you are not worshiping Jesus. He is king. And that's why the Yoruba will call him Kabiosi. Basically, no one can question him. Whatever you say is final. 
I watched one day when the queen was talking to one of the prime ministers. You would see how royalty deals with it. I think they were having a conversation, and the prime minister, I can't remember who he was, and they were just, it was just a playback, and or something that was depicted in that way, and they were having, but it was a true life, they were, they were having a conversation back and forth about a particular, a particular issue. The, the, the prime minister had so much passion about what they were talking about, and the queen just said, good day, prime minister. As he said, good day, prime minister, the next thing he could do was to bow and walk out. So, see, when you, when, you, when you begin to understand royalties, they, don't, they can have, just like in your band, or in other lands, I believe, when a king, when people are talking, the subjects can be having um, conversations and be saying, ah, we think this, we think that. But once the king stands up, everybody keeps quiet. And so when, when you are worshipping Christ, the Bible says we recognize him as king. Secondly, they, they brought him frankincense. And frankincense are things that you use to worship deities or gods. Incense are things that you use as spiritual things. So that means that when you are worshipping Jesus, you are worshiping him first. You are worshiping him as king, as God, and the last word is Mara, which which is things that you use to bury children. I'm sorry, for, for burial. So that means Jesus is my king. Jesus is my God, and Jesus died. So when they brought those gifts to him, they were saying, we recognize you as the king of the world. We recognize you as the God of all the hearts. We recognize you that you are the one who died to bring salvation. Any Christmas that is out of this scope is not Christmas. And it's just important as we begin to as we begin to look and we begin to understand what exactly is Christmas about. It is a it is it is the reason why we celebrate is because we know that he is King, he is God, and is our Savior. Let's go, please. So you have you have you have you have later just kind of put this to put this to just let us know that what they use uh, what they use the the um, what they use the 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 theme for is to they use it the um, the, the mayor is used to kind of protect a body when Jesus died it was one of the things that they used in preparing his body. In preparing his body. Let's go to this. Amen. So you have, after he was there, the Bible says that Nicodemus brought a mixture of mare, of mare 
and halos and and 70 pounds um, sorry about 75 pounds taking jesus body they wrapped it with the spices so basically when jesus died it was those it was that man that they used to wrap his body because when a dead when somebody dies that's what they used to preserve their bodies in those days would it not be weird for somebody to be having a naming ceremony or, or child or whatever it is and somebody turns up with something that he used to embalm but those gifts matter a lot so what we are saying is that jesus is at the center once we do not recognize him in these parts, then, then we would be losing the essence of Christmas. Let's go on, please. Now, you know, when we begin to when we begin to um, sorry, um, the Bible says that this is how we know God loves, this is how we know what is love. Christ died and laid down his life for us. So we give gifts to people because we know Jesus died for us. When you share your Christmas gift with somebody, you are, you are saying that I acknowledge the fact that somebody gave me a gift and as a result, I am sharing my gift with you. Does that make sense? Amen. Let's go Hallelujah. And the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only begotten son. So all, all we are saying today is that, is that in during Christmas, you do not lose sight of what it is all about. Of what it is all about. <coughs> Let's go, please. I'm just going to put it right. Hallelujah. Now, when it is important that when we are honoring God, especially on Christmas, we understand where our heart lies. The Bible says, said, therefore, inasmuch as these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far, their hearts are far from me. He said, their fear towards me are taught by the commandments of them. These people are actually worshiping God, but the problem is that the problem is that their understanding of what they are doing makes no sense. When you read that in the, in the amplified version, the Bible says that the Bible says, the Bible says then the then the Lord said. Because, because this nation approaches me only with their words, they honor me only in their, with their lip service, but their heart is far from me. Their reverence for me is a tradition learned by, by, by road without regards to the meaning. So people are engaging in something without acknowledging what it means. So on this day when you share Christmas gifts, 
please share the interpretation with people. Take your time out to have a conversation with someone. Do you really know what this is about? Or deliberately look for a Christmas card that talks about Jesus and share that rather than sharing Jesus' greetings. Because the reason has to be clear or else it loses purpose. It loses purpose. See, the entire scripture is written for one reason, is to explain who Jesus is. You know, people normally ask me, people normally ask me and say that, they say that, you know, I shared this before when we were talking about the Bible. People say that, you know, oh, the Bible, or the people ask so many questions around the Bible, which is right. But one thing, once you understand what the Bible is all about, the Bible is all about one thing. Jesus. From Genesis to Revelation. Jesus said, you study the scriptures diligently because you think in them you will have eternal life. This scripture testify about me. See, you are reading about Abraham. How God blessed Abraham. That is great. Guess what? That is second message. The primary message is Jesus. See, the Bible is such written that you can, it is, it is impossible not to believe that there is a hand behind it. And the Bible clearly says it. The Bible says, God, men have written, different men in different places have written the scriptures as they were moved by God. Now, one of the things that people get confused about, people go, yes, that shows that the Bible was conjured by a group of people. That is not supported by science. That is not supported by archaeology. That is not supported by all, whatever ramifications you want to, you, you want to do. Because some people just sat down in, in Rome and they wrote the Bible. It's because you don't read. If you read, you have scrolls. There are what is called the Dead Scrolls. There's, there are different kind of scrolls that was found and have been tested. You have you see have a segment of those scrolls in London. I'm saying that because as I begin to explain, what I'm trying to say is that everything you read in the Bible is pointing to one person, Jesus. So you would see, for as an example, the heart was destroyed in Genesis through Hadam. Um, yeah. I mean, it was messed up. And when you read all through, there was a reset. There was an attempt of reset, as it were, in the days of Noah. Does that make sense to a point? God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. Let's go on, please. Now, when you read the names in the Bible, when you read Genesis chapter 5, the genealogy, that is, Adam gave back to Seth. How many of us have, when you are reading the Bible, you just flip? Flip, yeah. <laughs> I used to be before, you know. Just flip. It doesn't. Who cares to give back to me? But <laughs> it says Adam gave back to Seth, Seth, Enosh, um, Kenan, Mahana, and things like that. Now, when you read 
the interpretation of these names, you can Google it, it's not, it's not something that's too mystical. When you read the interpretation of these names, you would see that Adam is called man, set, appointed, English mortal, Canaan sorrow, blessed, and it goes all the way to Noah where it comes rest or comfort. And when you put all that interpretation in a sentence, let's just read next slide, please. Now, I just tried to put some words in there so that that makes it more clearer. He says, man is appointed mortal sorrow, but the blessings of God shall come down, teaching that his death shall bring despair rest. This is something that you may have to look for. But when you begin to read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, that's why Jesus too, Jesus said, this scripture that you think you're carrying is talking about me. So why is that important? Why is it important that we understand that when you read the story of Ruth and Boaz, you are actually reading about how Jesus redeemed, will redeem us. When you read the story of Joseph that was rejected by his brothers, sold into Egypt, it was a, it was a story that is saying how the Israelites will reject Jesus and would be, would, would, be, would be a blessing to the Gentiles. And later, like the Bible says, Israel will be reunited with the Gentiles because later Jacob and the rest came. These are conversations that people will go, yes, that tells you that somebody wrote the Bible. It's because, it's because, it's because your mind is, you know, it's because human beings are limited. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Why I'm saying all of this is for you to understand that once the essence of Christ is removed, every other thing does not make sense. So, why did Jesus have to come as a, as human? Why did God just say, okay, you guys have sinned, I forgive you. Why did he have to take his son? One, God is just. Basically, he stands by his word. He doesn't just... He doesn't, see, if God doesn't stand by his word, the day you sinned, God would have... The day I sinned, God would have counseled all my generation away. Just like that. See, God is such, I believe God is such a being that people criticize him for what they are grateful for. The reason why you can believe that the head is still, sorry, you, you can believe that it will, tomorrow morning I'm, I'm about to go somewhere. The reason why you can build your science, uh, you know science, all that you call science is built on the premise that something is constant. So, assuming God is the God that changes his mind every day. Today you'll be walking because gravity is allowing you to walk on the, floor, on the floor. Tomorrow you'll be floating. Can you imagine what kind of world that would be? 
if God were not be, were not, was not a constant God, you cannot plan anything. Whatever you think that you are benefiting in this world now is because God is constant. The reason why you can sow in the farm and expect to receive harvest is because there is a constant. And that constant is God. So, as we begin to understand how, so one of the reasons is that it is, it is the only way by which, the way by which God will choose to redeem human, because God did not make a mistake. God was not at fault. He was human beings that was at fault. So, you had, you had to create, come in the form of human to be able to redeem human. Human. One. Two, is that there is no way you can pay we said there's no way you can pay. See, let me put it this way. When Adam fell, when Adam sinned, Adam became, fell from grace. There was no way I could have used Adam or Bio could have paid to buy Bio back to what Bio was before. Am I making sense? If something was 10 pounds, if something was created at 10 pounds, and because of depreciation and things like that. It came down to five pounds. There is no way I can I can replace that thing with that thing to come back to ten pounds. I have to find something created in that same nature that can rebuy him back to ten pounds. Does that make sense? So the only way human being will be able to come back to the state of Adam where he was at power with God was if only what was in the form of Adam, when Adam was created without sin, was, was sacrificed for him. The reason why human beings, the reason why God allowed animals to be killed for the sake of human beings was that it was life that would give life. But the problem was that that life is not equal to human life then that could only serve up to a point before they needed a human life that needed him to have no sin. Does that make sense? So God help us in Jesus' name. So the first thing Jesus came to do is to save us from our sins and the consequences of our sins. Because humanity does not have the ability to save itself. Human beings do not have the ability to save itself. Let's read on this quickly because of our time. The second part is this. After human beings are saved, you, the aim is that you and I become like the first Adam was without sin. And that system is already corrupt. So what God will do is that, that's why the Bible says that you are created to become in the image of the Son of God. So our goal as Christians is that when we become like Christ, sorry, when, we, when our sins are taken away, it is now our journey to find our journey to become like Jesus. And that is the essence of the church. The Bible would say, Ephesians chapter 4, I'm reading the Amplified. Um, 
the contemporary world. He says that he says he says that his gifts were varied. He himself appointed men, um, appointed and gave men to us, some to be apostles, special messengers, some to be prophets, inspired preachers, and expounders, some to be evangelists, um, and some to be pastors and 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 teachers. Let's read the case. He said, his intention, the intention of God was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints. His consecrated people. That they should that that they should do the work of the ministry towards the building of the body of Christ. So let's read on the intention of God that it, that it might develop until we attain oneness in the faith and comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God. That we might arrive at real maturity, matured manhood in the completeness and perfection. I see, I'm sorry I did it so much, I'm just trying to explain it. That is the Amplified. But what we are trying to point out is this. The aim of God, of the church, is to equip you until you become like Christ. So, if the intention of why Christ was born is so that I can be saved from sin because I cannot save myself, one, and a consequence of that is that it sets me on a journey to become like Christ. Then each Christmas, as I, as I reveal what Christmas is about, I should be looking at myself and saying, how much have I become in my journey to be like Christ? Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes sense. You know, the... Let's go on, please. Your... You don't measure yourself against any other person. There is a standard that is set. And that standard is Christ. So each Christmas, one of the good things to do is to actually measure yourself each year and say, how am I growing to become more and more like Christ? Because if I have not increased in my becoming like Christ, then there is no point in celebrating Christmas because the benefits, what he came to do, was not only to save me, but I will become more and more like him. The Bible says, for those God for me, he predestined he also predestined to conform to the image of his son. So, when Jesus was born, the, pop, the intention of God is that he will save the world and people by his grace will become more and more and more like Christ. So, if that is the intention of God, then as I get closer each day, 
as I remind myself, you know, when it comes to bad people say, count your blessings, name them one by one. I too should be able to count by your how well have you become like Christ? How well have you become like Christ? God bless us. Amen. You know? Yes, to uh, hallelujah. So, you know, and that is what we are supposed to become. You are supposed to look at the mirror and see yourself. Compare yourself to what you see in the mirror. The book of James says to us, it says that the Bible is our mirror. So as you look into the scriptures, you don't look at, you know, you don't, the song says, be belly me mortal, or what you are to you want to sub be you want to sub be Basically, you are, um, um, so I don't know the interpretation of English, but it says, it says, it says that uh, the scriptures, my, my, my treasured possession, say you that tells me, how I am and how I should be. So this morning, as you as you as you celebrate Christmas, I want you to just pick the mirror of Christ and look at yourself. How much have you become like him? That's why I put both male and female, because either you are man or woman. It is how much do you become like Christ? You are not supposed to be the best version of yourself. See, people say you should be the best version of yourself. That is not scripture. You become like Christ. So each day, as we journey in our paths, we are becoming more like Christ. And when that is why when Jesus was, was baptized, when he came up, Jesus God said, This is my child whom I am well pleased. Basically, what God is saying is that this is the standard that I am approving of. This is what everybody begins to hate to become. Say, ah, you know, fools. If you see my dad, ah, his anger was 200, he's there to 200, boom. But now, I am still running 150. Your dad is not a standard. That's why that says, if any man is in Christ, it becomes a new creation. Everything is passed away. The new standard now is Christ. He said, I am still, you know, see, why, why is this important? You know, there's this general thing things that, that says, aim for the roof, you will get the, is it, see, you get the sea, you see, or aim for the skies. So for the stars, you get the sky or something like that, along those lines. When, once your expectation is to be better than your dad, then you are far away from Jesus. 
if my expectation is to be is to be like Christ, then I will keep going on in that journey. And on this faithful day, and one of the and one of the paths that by which we 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 come to that point is the help of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says to us, and I'm just going to come bring it together on this, on this for you to understand why it's so important that we keep reminding ourselves on Christmas that He was born so that I can also become like Him. He came to this world to live as an example so that I can become like him. Is that, is that when you have the help of the Holy Spirit, but how do you get the help of the Holy Spirit? Jesus said, if anybody tests, let him ask. So he said, if anybody tests, let them come to me. What is he saying? Test is what brings the help of the Holy Spirit in that journey. Do you know Jesus said, so Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and test after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So the, the key to become righteous is to hunger after it. But if my standard of righteousness is my mom, then the feeling of the Holy Spirit to, to move on in that journey will be difficult. So as we come together, as we as we come together and we come to the place of, of knowing what Christmas is about, they said, stop being, stop being afraid, listen. Basically, this is what the story is all about. I, Bayou Adibiji, cannot save myself. God sent his son so that my price can be paid. And what I begin to live now is a life to become like him. Paul said, I don't have my own life again. The life I have now is to live like Jesus. And when we remember Christmas, that is going to be an important conversation as well. God bless us. Amen. And as we celebrate together, please don't let us miss the reason. Don't let us miss the reason. Half of what people do on Christmas, if they remember the reason, they know it. You know, all this raving, all this, it's because they don't understand what it's about. The day you understand what it's about, then you understand the things you will not do on Christmas. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.